0: Welcome to day 337 of Shaped by the Word. We are drawing very near to the end of our third season together in this series of podcasts, uh, The Story of the Prophets. Uh, We've been reading through Ezekiel. Ezekiel is prophesying to the people of Israel as they are in exile in Babylon. And, of course, the last few chapters of Ezekiel have to do with the renewal of Israel. So you have these idealized visions of the temple, the presence of God, and, of course, finish chapter 47 with a river that is flowing from the presence of God that we'll see again in the book of Revelation. And it's just a emblem of God's renewing power over the land of Israel and over the people of Israel uh, for their thriving for his glory. Uh, We come to uh, chapter 48, and this is one of those that can not be too interesting in a lot of ways as we talk about, once again, the division of the land. We've already been through this in season two, the story of Scripture with Moses as he talked about the land and how it'd be divided up. But in the same way, the temple is described in idyllic terms, a far more grand temple uh, than Israel has ever realized. So the land here is described in far more, you know grand terms, idyllic terms. It's almost perfect in its layout, without any you know vision of uh, geography. The most interesting thing, probably in this passage, is you have 11 tribes that have disappeared in history who are fully restored. So you have not only the restoration, you know, of Judah to the land and to the temple, and of God's presence, you know, with the temple, but you have all of Israel renewed. And and of course these are often referred to as the lost tribes. They've been recovered in history as God renews the world. So this is a vision of what you know God is doing and what God will do uh, as he restores all of creation. So as we conclude our reading, in Ezekiel, let's do as we always do. Let's pause to offer ourselves in this uh, moment to the Lord. I'm Paul here with uh, Matt, David, and Katie. Katie, would you lift us up in prayer uh, before we read?
1: Sure, Father. Thank you for this book. Thank you for the gift um, that we that we have to to be able to read it, and um, that you are present with us, um, and that your Spirit is is um, interpreting for us these things that sometimes can be, um, difficult to understand because we're not in this context. And, um, because God, you, um, are above and beyond your thoughts are not our thoughts. Your ways are higher than our ways. Um, so would you just help us as we seek to understand, as we, um, seek you and seek to live lives that are, that are pleasing to you, Lord, um, be with us as we read together. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Ezekiel 48, uh, verse 1. These are the tribes listed by name at the northern frontier. Dan will have one portion that will follow the Hethlon Road to Lebo Hamath. Hazar Anan and the northern border of Damascus next to Hamath will be part of its border from the east side to the west side. Asher will have one portion It will be the border of the territory of Dan from east to west. Naphtali will have one portion, it will border the territory of Aster from east to west. Manasseh will have one portion, it will border the territory of Naphtali from east to west. Ephraim will have one portion, it will border the territory of Manasseh from east to west. Reuben will have one portion, it will border the territory of Ephraim from east to west. Judah will have one portion, will border the territory of Reuben from east to west. Bordering the territory of Judah from east to west will be the portion you are to present as a special gift. It will be 25,000 cubics wide, and its length from east to west will equal one of the tribal portions. The sanctuary will be the center of it. A special portion you are to offer to the Lord will be 25,000 cubics long and 10,000 cubics wide. This will be the sacred portion for the priest. It will be 25,000 cubits long on the north side, 10,000 cubits wide on the west side, 10,000 cubits wide on the east side, and 25,000 cubits long on the south side. And the center of it will be the sanctuary of the Lord. This will be where the consecrated peace, the the Zadokites, uh, who are faithful in serving me and did not go astray as the Levites did when Israel went astray. It will be a special gift to them from the sacred portion of the land, a most holy portion bordering the territory of the Levites. Alongside the territory of the priests, the Levites will have an allotment 25,000 cubics long and 10,000 cubics wide. Its total length will be 25,000 cubics and its width 10,000 cubics. They must not sell or exchange any of it. This is the best of the land and must not pass into other hands because it is holy to the Lord. The remaining area, 5,000 cubics wide and 25,000 cubics long, will be for the common use of the city, for houses and for pasture land. The city will be the center of it and will have these measurements the north side, 4,500 cubics, the south side, 4,500 cubics, the east side, 4,500 cubics, and the west side, 4,500 cubics. Pastoral land for the city will be two hundred fifty cubics on the north, two hundred fifty cubics on the south, two hundred fifty cubics on the east, and two hundred fifty cubics on the west. What remains of the area bordering on the sacred portion and the link of it will be ten thousand cubics on the east side and ten thousand cubics on the west side. Its produce will supply food for the workers of the city. The workers from the city who farm it will come from all the tribes of Israel. The entire portion will be a square, 25,000 cubics on each side. As a special gift. You will set aside the sacred portion along with the property of the city. What remains on both sides of the area formed by the sacred portion and the property of the city will belong to the prince. It will extend eastward from twenty five thousand cubics of the sacred portion to eastern border and westward from the twenty five thousand cubics to the western border. Both these areas running the length of the tribal portions will belong to the prince, and the sacred portion with the temple sanctuary will be in the center of them. So the property of the Levites and the property of the city will lie in the center of the area that belongs to the prince. The area belonging to the prince will lie between the border of Judah and the border of Benjamin. As for the rest of the tribes, Benjamin will have one portion. in from the east side to the west side, Simeon will have one portion. It will border the territory of Benjamin from east to west. Issachar will have one portion, it will border the territory of Simeon from east to west. Zebulun will have one portion, it will border the territory of Issachar from east to west. Gad will have one portion, it will border the territory of Zebulun from east to west. The southern boundary of Gad will uh, run south from Tamar to the waters of Meribach kadesh then along the wadi of Egypt to the Mediterranean Sea. This is the land you a land due to our lot as an inheritance to the tribe of Israel, and these will be their portions declares the sovereign lord so we have a lot of geography and we have a lot of borders and we have a lot of cubics cubics. you know going a lot of different in a direction but of course what you have is an idealized version of the camp of israel in the wilderness where you have the tribes surrounding the tabernacle on every side and you have the tabernacle you know sitting squarely in the middle of it and of course, there is the temple that we have just read about, and of course, from the temple flows the river that will nourish all of the land and all the people and restore, you know, the prosperity. Mm-hmm. Uh, these portions are, are large portions. One of the ones you'll notice is agricultural agricultural portions, a little bit small, but because of the productivity of the land, mm-hmm. it'll provide, you know, uh, food for all the people. Uh, these are not even, uh, even though these uh, tribal boundaries. Uh, you know, are evenly distributed. They do not correspond to the tribal boundaries Israel initially inhabited. So it's kind of an interesting uh, reestablishment of Israel and reapportionment of of the land. Yeah. And, you know, in the context of when this arrives, what what hope this would have, you know, brought to the people as they're sitting in exile in in Babylon thinking, Oh, the day is coming. We will be restored, and in that restoration, it's not a, just a restoration to the land apart from God's presence among them, but instead, the Lord will be there. You know, the sanctuary, of the Lord will be in the center, you know, of that allotted land. And so, just to be reminded, though they're in exile now, you know, you have Ezekiel's favorite term: the Sovereign Lord declares He will do this. You know, we get this this vision mm-hmm. of the the restoration right? And, and when they actually do return from the land, it will not be 12 tribes. It'll be yeah. just a handful of people from the tribe of mm-hmm. Judah and it'll be very meager. And, and matter of fact, the remnant of these 12 tribes, the Samaritans, will be the ones that oppose you know, the building of the temple as we get into Haggai and Zechariah mm-hmm. you know, in the latter portion of this week. Mm-hmm.
1: He's repeated several times throughout these last several chapters about the Zadokites and that they were faithful when Israel was not is that like a picture of the remnant that he has saved or is that just specifically like the, the people of Zadok, right? Zadok, <laughs> however you pronounce it, um, just remaining faithful and he's just like he's highlighting that over and over again. I was just curious what you think about.
0: Well, of course, Zadok is a, a symbol of those who were zealous for the, you know, for the holiness of the Lord mm-hmm. and a, a line of priests. Outside of the line of Levi, and and so it does have the picture of a remnant, but it also has a picture of faithfulness and zeal for the glory and for the honor, honor of the Lord. Mm -hmm.
1: And as always, when we read, you know, kind of these restoration passages, Um, you know, my mind always goes a couple places. One of them is always like, you know, as excited as these people were, like you were talking about, Matt. Like, here's what you're going to get; the house restored to you, and it is exciting man, how much have we gotten in Christ and, and what he's restored to us? And even, you know, when we talk about restoration, even in one of my, I was just talking with someone the other day and they were talking about like, what's it mean by like cosmic restoration, you know? Cause so often I think we talk about restoration as like, you know, me being restored to God in this personal way and it, and it is that. Mm-hmm. But there's also this, this this cosmic, much larger restoration happening when we talk about that as well.
0: And of course, you have the picture of that in the in the temple, and the river flowing from the temple that nourishes and uh, brings the land back into its fullness mm-hmm. and its original intent for the people. So God is redeeming and restoring in you know, mm-hmm. all things. know to himself of course when we read this there's several you know ways that we interpret it many people you know look at this as a literal future reapportionment of israel you know take place in the holy land a lot of people see it as you know an idealized envisionment of what it will look like when the people are restored, and of course it'll be even more glorious than this. And some people take it, as, you know, fully symbolic of what we have received in Christ. Because mm-hmm. when you move, you know, to the New Testament, you no longer have a reference to the new temple. The temple in the New Testament is Christ Himself. Even when the city of Jerusalem comes down to the New Heavens and New Earth, you know the one thing you know that John observes is that there is no temple in the saw no temple in the city. But then he changes real quick and he says, "For." Uh, the Lord and the Lamb or God and the Lamb are its temple. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is a grand vision given in physical terms that uh, envisions something that's far more than physical, the whole restoration of the people of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have all 12 tribes and, and um, we will have, you know, 12 gates you oh. know, that we read about, you know, tomorrow. And then, of course, in Revelation, we not only have 12 gates, but we have 12 foundations which combines the people of Israel with the apostles and, and the combining of the whole people of Israel being restored.
1: Mm. That's fun. That's really helpful and fun to <laughs> think about.
0: Father, we thank you for uh, who you are. We thank you that you are a God who restores and renews. And we thank you that you are a God who miraculously takes those things that are lost and, and restores them and makes them whole. And we thank you for this vision of what you will do for Israel. And we realize that it's also a vision of what you do in and through Christ for us. You're a good and a gracious God. and Your gifts are beyond comparison. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Mm -hmm.